Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the D-Shift. And today I am really thrilled to be able to talk to somebody who's going to help a whole lot of us out there. She has already helped me. I'm going to let you know she was my real estate agent and did a phenomenal job for me in selling some property. So I'd like to introduce you to Valerie Tucker, and she is a Texas licensed real estate agent. And she has been a multi-million dollar producer for the last five years. And that's a pretty damn good record as far as I'm concerned. So Valerie, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and be able to be on your show. I've been listening and it's just amazing what you're doing. I think you're um, really making an impact. I think it's it's an awesome show that you have. So I'm super excited that I was able to be asked to be on this show. Yeah. So well, I'm very I'm, honored. I'm happy to have you because um, I think real estate, honestly, is one of those areas that a lot of people don't have experience in. And it can be really intimidating um, you know, even for me, I mean, I was selling a piece of real estate, just a small little tiny acreage, and it was kind of overwhelming. And Valerie was so kind. I mean, she took the time and walked me through step by step compared to the property she sold. It was like a little peanut size piece of property. But she, you know, you really put the time and the, the effort and the support. And I felt totally com- confident um, in selling the property. I didn't have any questions or concerns. And that made it so much different. Like the whole experience was so positive. So um, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about about you and how you got into becoming a, a real estate agent. Okay. Um, it, it really just kind of all, it's not even something that I ever thought about doing. I was a hairdresser for 21 years. Um, and I, I, I went through divorce. I bought my first home all by myself. Um, and then I guess a couple years after that, I just was watching flip house shows. You know, they had gotten real popular, those flipping shows. And I thought that's kind of a fun side job, maybe something I'd want to do. And one of my um, friends from high school was married, is married to a broker. And so I had reached out to him and just said, Hey, I'm kind of tossing this idea around what do you think and he thought he said that um he thought I would make a great agent and I thought well why not give it a shot I mean I still had my hair career and was was doing great with that and loved doing that I honestly I never even thought I would ever give up doing hair I just loved bonding with my clients and um so I took the online courses and thought I would just dabble in it and really just do it to flip houses. And, um, I got my license and, and, and it just took off. It just was meant to be, um, you know, I prayed about it a lot and, and the Lord has blessed me tremendously with a fantastic business. Um, and in fact, I, about three years in, I was doing both hair and real estate, trying to juggle both as a single mom. 
And I find my daughter was about to be a senior in high school. And I thought I, I'm going to have to give up something. Right. Um, and, and I ended up retiring from doing hair because I was just so busy with real estate and I absolutely love it. And I'm, I haven't looked back. So it's, well, it's been great. Well, that's, I mean, that's super inspirational. I mean, you went through a divorce, you were single mom, you're doing a full-time job, you're taking this, taking training, and then you turn into this multi-million dollar producer, like literally overnight, it seems like. Yes. Yes. It's, it's been amazing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, if you don't mind, and, and, and that's, wow, I, I didn't even know all that stuff about you. So see, I learned stuff all the time on these podcasts. So how, when you said you bought your first home as a single, as a single mom um, after the divorce, what do you think is the biggest challenge or, or how can women prepare or what should people be doing, whether it's men or women, what should they be doing if they're thinking about investing in their first home? Um, I think that the first thing you need to do is set a goal, um, you know, figure out, you really need to sit down, um, and figure out what does, what does the next five years of your life or 10 years of your life, what do you want that to look like? Do you want to stay in the area that you're going to be? So really just, you know, look at, look at, uh, what you're wanting your future to look like both short-term and long-term, um, you know, are, and, and I guess if you've just with this podcast being focusing on people who are going through or just recently divorced, um, also depends on what your papers say. Do you have to stay in a certain location? Um, some, some people have restrictions as far as where they can or cannot move to, um, if there are children involved. So, so you have to look at all of those aspects, but the main thing is figure out where you want to be. You know, you don't, you don't want to jump into buying a house if you think you're going to move somewhere else the following year. Yeah. But if it's somewhere that you, you say, you know, I, I plan to be here for two, three, four years, then buying probably is a good idea because I think um, real estate's always a good investment. I feel like. Um, but if you're if you're not sure if you're still in that uncertain period, then you might not be ready to buy a house yet. Maybe renting is a better option. Yeah. Um, but once you decide, once you once you say, okay, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to live. This this town. From there, start looking at um, neighborhoods. Maybe even you know, kind of narrow it down and really get a good idea of where you want to plant some roots. Um, of course, with real estate, you're not tied to it forever. Um, you, if you, two years down the road, your life suddenly changes, you can sell it. It's not, you're not tied to it. Um, you're not stuck there ever. Um, and it's, it's always a good investment. So, um, but you definitely, you, the longer you stay there, the more equity you're going to build being there. So, um, I think that, I think the location mm -hmm. is probably the first thing you need to figure out. Okay. Uh, next, next, you're going to want to speak with a lender, uh, figure out where you are, figure out what you can and can't afford. Uh, you don't want to start going looking for houses 
without a number in mind of where you would be comfortable. And even when you talk to your lender, make sure you ask, you know, what do my monthly payments, what are they going to look like? Yeah. Um, because just because you can be approved for a $300,000 house or whatever, that doesn't mean you want to spend that. You want to spend where you're going to be financially comfortable. Um, you don't, you don't want to pour all your money into a mortgage and then not be able to afford to live. Right. And there's uh, so many, so you want to, I was going to say, there's so many other expenses, there's insurance and there's, you know, there's all these other things that come in. Once you start owning a home, there's repairs, there's upkeep, there's maintenance. Yeah. All that kind right. of stuff. So. Right. Yes, absolutely. And so um, I think a lot of people just look at that top number and they say, oh, well, you know, I can I can get this great house. But at what expense? You know, if it's above your monthly budget, is it worth it? You know, right. you really want to you really want to sit down, put the pen to the paper and look at a budget, figure out what number makes you feel comfortable, not necessarily necessarily what number the lender says you can afford right you know so that that's that's a big big tip I would give to anybody um you know taxes go up every year interest rates go up everything changes so you don't want to be at the very top of your budget and then something change and suddenly this great experience turns into your worst nightmare. Right, right. And I want to ask you something because I know you do the flipping, the house flipping stuff, and and you also yes. sell homes. What What is the biggest mistake you see people do um, when they, like, they assume that buying a fixer upper is a cheap way to get a house? Is that always the case or is that not necessarily the case? Not always the case. Not always the case. Um, it getting in and getting repairs it can get very expensive very quickly. And a lot of times the most costly expenses on houses are the ones you can't see. So a lot of times your budget gets eaten up with AC, foundation, roof, um, you know, plumbing stuff yeah. that's not necessarily cosmetic. And right. then, you know, when you fix it up, you're above your budget and you don't have the look that you're wanting to get because you spent it all on other stuff that needed, that was necessary, but not visual. So, um, so it's not always the best option. Um, you definitely, want to get a really good home inspection done prior to purchasing any home, whether it's a flip house, whether it's an investment fixer upper, or whether it's your forever home. You, I always highly recommend getting a home inspection to find out what is going on with the house. And who normally pays for that home inspection? Is it the buyer or the seller? The buyer's responsible for paying for a home inspection. But like I, I tell my buyers, you know, it, it may be five or $600 for that home inspection, but it could save you five to 10,000 in the long run. Right. Right. You so, know, if you, if you buy it and there's 
foundation going on, some foundation issues that that could get costly really quick. Um, and that's something that an inspector can usually find out during the inspection. So, yeah, absolutely. So thanks for that, because I've had so many people say, I buy a house and fix it up. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't know if you really want to go down that road if you've never done it before. Yeah, no, it, it's and and each house is a learning experience. Um, I, I think it doesn't matter how many years you're in it. Um, it's there's always something new to pop that pops up. There's always something that you're like, dang, I didn't think about that. Um, so it's it's definitely a learning experience. Um, but it, it can be. It can be a really good experience as well, um, but. I, like I said, just get a home inspection first so that, you know, yeah, you know, if it has good bumps, it makes sure it has nothing too costly uh, that you can't afford to fix it up the way you want it. Yeah. Valerie, I'd like, if, if you don't mind too, could you maybe share some of the value that having a real estate agent on your side as a buyer um, or a seller, like the advantages of that rather than trying to do it yourself, kind of buying and selling a property. Absolutely. Um, I think that the whole process is very overwhelming. Um, I, When I bought my first home, I made sure to get a realtor. Um, I wasn't a realtor at the time. And I don't know that I could have done it without her. Um, people do, people do. Um, but I feel like having an agent on your side that's your person um it just gives you the confidence it gives you the backbone it gives you somebody to go that's going to fight for you you know um i think it's important to have somebody that can say hey this is you know each step of the way kind of walk you through and say this is what we're going to do and this is this is the next step um even from from the very beginning of showing houses, um, a lot of times it's helpful. Your realtor can schedule appointments to go see homes and find you what you're looking for. So you're not just going down the rabbit hole of looking at all of these properties and trying to figure out um, how do I go see it or how do I do anything, you know, um, if you once you contact your realtor, you can basically give them a list of your wants and needs, kind of your checklist, and we can create a whole spreadsheet for you um, to where it automatically will send you any listings that match your criteria. And so um, as soon as something hits the market or if the price changes on it, it'll email you right away. And say, hey, this house, um, and it kind of gives you like a little bit of an advantage, you know, because if you don't have access to the MLS, then it's harder to find properties that are listed. Right. And and I, I was going to say, even, you know, as a seller, when when you and I first spoke, you said you you had people that you thought would be interested and you could contact them before the listing even necessarily went went live online. So that's a real asset, even for a seller to have something like that. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and as a buyer, um, if you have a realtor on your side that knows what you're wanting, um, a lot of us agents, you know, we say, hey, I think I have this coming up or I think um, I'm about to get I'm about to list this property. Well, if I'm your agent, then I'm able to say, hey, I think I have a buyer that's looking for something just like that. Can I show them, you know? And, and it kind of gets you in the door a little bit sooner than waiting um, till you stumble across it on Zillow or Realtor or whatever. Right, right. Whatever site you're using. Yeah. And even things like, how do you price a property? Like, I think um, it's like selling a car. You always think it's worth a lot more than it really is, right? Because you have all this love and care and time you've spent on the home and nobody else sees that value necessarily. Right. A lot of times um, emotions can play into um, a property's value to the seller, you know, and and they are in love with their house. They've seen their kids grow up in that house or they brought their baby home to that house or, you know, so many memories and, and, Buyers don't see your memories in that house. All they see is the house and right. and what memories they might be able to make there. But um, so a, a realtor helps to kind of put it into perspective and is able to run comps um, for similar houses in the area, what they've sold for recently, um, and kind of a general idea of what this price per square foot a house is going for and is able to kind of give you a better idea and price it appropriately. Yeah. And, and obviously pricing it right. It means less days on the market means you get paid faster and you can go on with whatever you want to do, wherever you want to move to. So. Yes. Well, and I've, and, and it could go the opposite way. Also, I've had, um, I've had several sellers that say, Oh, I just want to be able, I, if I could get this amount, I'd be happy. And I think to myself, oh my goodness, you could get so much more than that. And so, you know, I end up making them a whole lot more money than they initially anticipated because they didn't realize the market was the way it was or uh, the demand for houses or, or whatever the situation may be. Um, so right. I've actually had more situations where people got more for their house by listing with me than they would have had they not. Yeah. And and I know that because I've actually talked to somebody who had that experience who listed with you. So I can I can vouch for that. I won't say anybody's name here, but I can vouch for that. But and one other thing I want to throw in there, I've had other people talk to me about this the appraised value of the property in the divorce is not necessarily what it's going to sell for, right? So you can't use that as sort of the takeaway. Correct. Correct. I don't really know where they get that number from. Um, the best way I would say, if you're going to be selling, because you know, if you're having to sell your house due to a divorce, um, I would say it would be best to hire a licensed appraiser to come out and give you the value, or even you could rely on getting a broker's opinion. 
um, of having a realtor come out and, and value the house at what they think they could sell it for. Right. Even still, you want to keep your expectations negotiable. <laughs> right. I was, cause I was going to so. say, typically what, what I see is when the property is evaluated for the divorce through a, through an appraiser, it's lower than what a broker would say, or a real estate agent would say we can sell this for, because um, it, it's a different, different kind of appraisal, different kind of um, pricing range. So, yeah. Right. Right. So Valerie, kind of like uh, the tax. The- go, go ahead. Go ahead. You're doing good. Go ahead. I was just going to say the the tax appraisal, you know, which of course you want that number to be lower. You want your tax appraisal value of your home to be lower. So you're not paying as much in property tax. Um, But typically the home sells for a lot more than what's listed on that tax appraisal value. So that's another good point. Thank you for sharing that. So we've covered a whole bunch of information and believe it or not, we're at the end of our time already. Um, Valerie, what's one What's one big thing you want women or or men who have who are selling or buying a property to think about um, during that during that critical time when they're looking at properties? What's the most important thing you think they should focus in on? I think a pl- having a plan, having a plan for where they see themselves going, what they can afford, where they want to be. Um you know, I think it's very important not to just jump into something, especially right after a divorce, because you're emotional and you've got so many things going on. And whether you're emotionally happy or emotionally sad or whatever it is, you've got a lot of change happening as it is. Um, a lot of people feel that urgency to to do something and end up making a mistake. So I think I think the best is just to kind of relax, be logical and sit down and write down exactly what it is you're wanting, what your focus, what your goal is um, for life and for a house. Love that. What a, that's great for life and a house. I love that. Um, Valerie, if people want to, um, or if they're in the Northeast Texas area and they want to work with you, or if they just want to maybe learn a little bit more about what you do, what's the best way or uh, to see your listings, get in touch with you about real estate that's for sale or to help with a, as, as a buyer, what's the best way to reach you? So they can go to mavenrealty.com, M-A-Y-B-E-N-R-E-A-L-T-Y.com. From our homepage there, they can scroll down, find my picture, find my name and click on it. Uh, All of my listings get posted. We have an amazing marketing team who does a great job keeping all of that together for us. But um, there's, you know, you can email me directly from there. You can get my phone number directly from there. I want to add, they don't have to be from Northeast Texas. I am, our, our, our company actually, Maven Realty is an elite member of Leading RE, which is, um, I say universal. We, we can, if somebody's moving from China or to China or anywhere in the world, we're global. Um, and we can refer, we can refer clients that are buying or selling to people across the world. 
um, that are at the same caliber of real estate company that we are. There's a certain criteria you have to meet to become a member of this, uh, wow. the leading RE. And we've, we've gotten to be a part of that um, because we have high standards at our company and are able to meet the criteria. And so we can, we can set somebody up no matter where they're from or where they're going, we can, we can assist them with, with connecting with it. That's fantastic. So So globally. So if you need real estate globally, call Valerie because she will help you. (laughs) Valerie. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been really informative. I have learned a lot. I'm sure everybody else has. I want to thank everybody for listening in to this episode of The D-Ship and make sure you listen in for our session next week. Thanks for listening and supporting The D-Ship Podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join The D-Ship Crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.